What is going on, my fellow geeks? Three movies with elves and a guy with a white beard. Not a lot of people accept it as canon. 2022 will be the year of Star Wars. Well, I have more than just one piece of geek news. I have been Isaac Hunter. Which is like high culture, but better. Hello, fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks, the weekly pop culture podcast where we talk about all things geeky and geek culture, which is like high culture, but better. My name is Hope Goodall, host of the Raving Geeks podcast, along with my co-hosts who will introduce themselves in a minute with our question of the week. If you are just joining us for the first time and you like this episode, you can check out our other episodes at cm-life.com or any other place that you listen to podcasts like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. Just search Central Michigan Life Podcasts Raving Geeks. Um, so first off, we want to wish you guys all a happy Valentine's Day. Um, if you don't like Valentine's Day and you're like me and you want to call it something different, um, happy Valentine's Day, um, happy post-Super Bowl week. Sorry to any Philadelphia Eagles fans, um, but Central came and represented in the defense, and the other school might have come to represent in the offense for Kansas City Chiefs, um, but they will not be mentioned, but the player might be later. Um, but so this week, I wanted to ask my co-host two questions for our uh, question of the week. Um, so my first one is, what was your favorite Super Bowl commercial from this year's Super Bowl or if you didn't watch this year's Super Bowl from a past Super Bowl. Um, hi guys, I'm Carter. And uh I actually didn't like a lot of the Super Bowl commercials this year. I thought it was very lackluster. But my favorite is probably the clueless one. Yes. It, it was just, it was really funny. Um I it's just the problem with all the commercials this year is that I didn't really know what they were selling. You know? That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Mike? Uh, well, hi, I'm Mike. Um back from you know level up chips and um i would say as a video game fan i would have to say the mario brothers uh commercial was really really good um was that with super bowl if not it was during the time of the super bowl and i really liked it it was basically the mario brothers doing a little plumbing commercial mm-hmm it was really, really cute. I loved every second of it. And if it wasn't in the Super Bowl, I'm sorry. If it's, uh, I think, second best was, I like the Flash one. I thought the Flash one looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair, my local station could have done some local um, Super Bowl commercials because I know Mike Morris uh, law firm had a commercial during the Super Bowl. And I was like, that's definitely not countrywide. Um. So that could have been during that. I don't know. Um, but my favorite, and it actually made me cry, um, was the farmer's dog food commercial, where mm. it was the girl, she has the chocolate lab from a puppy and promises to take care of him. And then she has the baby and the chocolate lab is old and going through all the times that it remembers, you know, her loving him. And I was like, no, I'm crying. I should not cry at a freaking Super Bowl commercial. But I did. Um, That's how they get you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not buying ridiculously expensive dog food that gets delivered to my house and it's probably more nutritious than what I eat. Um, but it was a very cute commercial. So mm-hmm. I'm also still a fan of the E-Trade babies. So the fact that they came back, I was very happy. Um, 
So second is related. Second question of the week is uh, related to our topic for this week. What is your favorite Valentine's gift to receive? Oh, it's definitely chocolate. It has to be chocolate. <laughs> so I I think it has to be this one specific chocolate that I like. That's like, it's that like hazelnut chocolate one that's in like a golden ball it's like Ferrero Rocher or something like that and it's got like it's the gold foil but it like sits in like not a muffin paper but essentially yeah. like the brown muffin paper yeah yeah that's like my favorite one it just it melts in your mouth and when you crunch it it's just like a little bit hollow enough where it's like ooh, I like that <laughs> mm -hmm. um I would I would say chocolate but honestly I have grown to be a very big plant mom over the last few years. I just got myself a new plant. Um, so I like receiving plants. I like receiving like the flowers, even if they don't last long. Or if someone decides to give me a plant, as long as it's not a succulent. Because I kill succulents. I don't kill cacti. I kill succulents. How do you kill succulents? I thought those were like meant to be easy. The only, like, technically cacti are under succulent but like i can't kill though i don't kill those and then i got a snake plant and i was able to separate it into two pots and i haven't killed that yet but like you give me like the little succulent any type of little succulent and i kill it within like a week and i'm like how do i keep everything else alive but not you so that is impressive <laughs> right there are some plants <laughs> that I have had that are like the really difficult plants to take care of that everybody else kills within like a day. And I can keep that going for like four months. Like I had a little hydrangea plant and a little rose plant and just little cups. Aww. Those were like lasted six months. And they're not supposed to. You yeah. did it though. I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, we would love to hear from you guys uh, what your favorite commercial from the Super Bowl was. And your favorite Valentine's Day gift to receive. Um, even if you're a single Pringle, you know, you can still receive gifts from friends and uh, or family members. Doesn't matter. Any kind of gift is great. But now on to our geek news segment. So what have y'all got for us this week? Uh, I guess I'll start. Um, Spider-Man Noir is getting a live action series at Amazon, which I think is very exciting. It's a version of Peter Parker from the 1930s, and he fights Nazis. If you watched the Into the Spider-Verse movie, he's one of the characters in it. So that's really exciting. Uh, Disney announced the sequels for Frozen, Toy Story, and Zootopia. I'm really excited for Zootopia because Zootopia was a great movie. Uh, Frozen 3 and Toy Story 5, not so much because I think they're kind of unnecessary. Frozen 3, I get because trilogy, but Toy Story 5, I feel like they're just milking the Toy Story brand at this point. Um, Spartacus is getting a sequel uh, from the original showrunner, which is pretty cool, Stephen Asty Knight. I never actually watched the show, but I thought that was interesting that that was coming out. Um, and more about Disney, just more bad news from Disney is that Disney decided to lay off 7,000 employees as ta uh, tax write-offs. So that was something that happened. Um, and then Indiana Jones is going to be one of the most expensive movies ever made because Indiana Jones' five's budget report is being uh, $294.7 to make. 
for everybody that doesn't know, an Avatar movie make uh, needs two hundred and fifty million. So that is more. So that is pretty impressive. Uh, but that's all my geek news. Mike, what about you? Well, I only have one thing, and it's meant to promote uh, level up chips. The Nintendo Direct just happened uh, last Wednesday. There was a lot of great stuff. Carter was there for the episode and everything. And you guys should totally check it out. Level up chips. That's us. Hey, that works. (laughs) Uh, I will give news for uh, video games. Surprising. But what the video game is should not surprise anybody. Hogwarts Legacy. Um, There is a lot of... I don't necessarily want to call it drama. Because it's not really drama, but there's like a conflict around it of not wanting to support J.K. Rowling and her transphobic comments. Um, But at the same time, the character that you play is could be interpreted as a transgender character. And is also at least or at least non-binary and um, is referred to as they them in the dialogue. And I know this because my best friend is playing it. and she recently restarted it because she did not get the killing curse in a side quest. And she was very upset about that. And I was like, that is true Slytherin form for her to <laughs> just start the game over because she's upset she didn't get the killing curse. Hmm. Um, That's so, great uh, news. <laughs> right? Um, I do understand everybody not wanting to support her. I do understand that, but... Um, I mean, at the same time, the creators also kind of went, screw you, J.K. Rowling, because we're having this character that could be anybody because we don't feel like creating a way for someone to create their own character that looks like them. So, Mm -hmm. um, Judging from what I've heard, too, J.K. Rowling just took a certain amount of payment for it instead of like royalty cuts. Yeah. So no matter what, if it succeeds or not, you're not exactly going towards J.K. Rowling just to to get that information out there. Yeah. That's totally fair. Mm-hmm. Um, in other news, the Mean Girls movie musical has um more uh no wait. That was old news. Sorry, apparently I never deleted that. Um, <laughs> Matlock is getting a reboot, and it's going to be starring Kathy Bates. It's going to be through CBS. Um, Eric Olson, who some of you might know as Marty Deeks from NCIS LA. Um, he was also in, oh, I think it was What to Expect When You're Expecting with Jennifer Lopez. Um, I think that's it. I think that's the one with Alex O'Loughlin, who uh, played Steve McGarrett on Hawaii Five-0, which is connected to the NCIS universe. Um, But anyway, key tangent there. Um, Eric Olsen is set to be one of the um, executive producers for the show. Um, So it's the official logline for the show is after achieving success in her younger years, the brilliant Septuagenarian Madeline Matlock rejoins the workforce at a prestigious law firm where she uses her unassuming demeanor and wily tactics to win cases and expose corruptions from within, based on a classic television series of the same name. 
Um, so yeah, for anyone who was a fan of that series in the nineties, it's coming back. Um, from news in Mount Pleasant, which is more of like, uh, maroon and bold news that they will hopefully be talking about. But um, Thomas Incum, senior defensive lineman from here at CMU, has officially been invited to the um, NFL Combine this year um for to uh show off his skills before the nfl draft so that hopefully means that he gets drafted like luke gedicke and um bernard raymond um for fans of theater specifically musical and specifically phantom of the opera um if you have the money as of march 1st you can officially book an airbnb stay at the um theater in paris the opera house the palace garnier if i am mispronouncing french i am sorry i studied spanish i know they're similar but they're not um <laughs> but you can stay at the... <laughs> yeah uh but oh, you can but... stay at the theater that uh inspired andrew lloyd weber's phantom of the opera so, you know, for those of you who like going and staying in places that are possibly haunted, this one might have a phantom. So, you know. Mm. Uh, so, of March 1st at 6pm, um, you can book that for, um, for yeah, like a quick stay if you wanted to. But I'm assuming because it's Paris and it's famous, it's going to be really expensive. And then in my final bit of geek news, um, which links to um, Black History Month, which we are still part of, is that there is a um, Black American heritage flag. Um, so basically, it's kind of on a, I'll try to describe it a little bit, but so it's kind of like a diagonal lines. And then you've got red in the top and bottom corner and then black down the middle. And then it's got like the gold leaves, um, kind of horseshoe like you would see for Greek um with a sword in the middle in the black and um so it's a symbol that represents the culture and history of african americans um and the flag is made up of the colors red and black with a distinct symbol in gold and so like the colors for black history month red represents the innocent bloodshed by black americans throughout america's history and the black signifies pride in the black race. The gold color in the symbol represents intellect, prosperity, and peace. And the symbol itself, made up of a blunted sword and a fig wreath, has its own meaning. The sword is meant to instill pride, and the fig wreath symbolizes peace, prosperity, and everlasting life. So, I um, love that. Yeah. It's it's a really pretty flag too. Like it's so simple, but it's so elegant at the same time. Um, so I encourage you guys to look it up and read more about the heritage of the flag. Um, I learned about it from Khalil Pimpleton's Instagram story. Um, he posted about it, so you know, sharing more things from um our CMU alum. Um, and then my final news, as I said earlier, the Super Bowl win was Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Mike Dana, who is a defensive lineman, 
Uh, he technically claims U of M, but that was because he was a grad transfer to U of M for his final year of eligibility, where he played here at CMU. Um, he's on Kansas City Chiefs, and then Sky Moore is. I don't, it's either running back or wide receiver, and I don't remember, but it's okay because he's from the school on the west side of the state that shall not be named. Um, but he did get a touchdown for the Kansas City Chiefs to help them secure their win. So, you know, we'll give him his, his uh, shout out. Okay. We'll be nice to him. <laughs> All right. So, on to our geek topic for the week. Um, we're going to do things a little bit different. So, the, um, the three of us came up with some movies and we created a Valentine's movie bracket inspired by the um, filters on TikTok that have been kind of taking over of all the different like bracket filters where you could choose different things and people are like, I'm going to stop when I don't haven't seen the movie and then they get stopped in the first round because they have no idea. Or it shows them one movie for both choices because, you know, filters on TikTok. Woo! But so this is our geeks bracket that we came up with. Um, We made just to the Sweet 16. We didn't do 64 to 32. We're just starting with a Sweet 16 um, and then going to the Elite 8, the Final Four, and of course our championship round. And how this is going to work is we're going to go through each of the different um, pairings, the matchups, and we're basically going to try and argue which movie is better to see who the ultimate um, Valentine, what the ultimate Valentine's Day movie is, um, both in the category of romantic movie as well as romantic comedies. So... Our first matchup of the night is Meet the Parents and Crazy Stupid Love. So these were your two picks. So who wants to go first and say why their movie should win? Well, (laughs) yeah, those are my two picks. But if I had to pick one, it'd probably be Crazy Stupid Love, even though I love Meet the Parents and... Robert De Niro and Ben Stiller's um, chemistry together. I do think Crazy Stupid Love has an overall better story. I feel like Crazy Stupid Love is better for um, like the actual love line as well, like the romantic side. Yeah. Because I feel like Meet the Parents is more about meeting the parents and getting your uh, significant other to actually gel with um with your parents yeah i get that so the crazy stupid love wins yes okay yeah that was quick <laughs> and some of them might be that way others we might have a really fun discussion on who should win <laughs> All right, so our next matchup is 10 things i hate about you the movie not the tv show and 50 first dates who put 10 things i hate about you Okay, you can go first. I'm curious because I haven't seen that one just yet. Fifty first dates. Listen, fifty first dates is like I don't watch too many rom coms, but that's one I'm just like, 
you know, Adam Sandler, you're all right there, buddy. Listen, we get Heath Ledger, baby Heath Ledger. We get um, baby Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, like, they're, oh gosh, we get Heath Ledger singing to a Frankie Valley song with a marching band. And like, we get a paintball fight. Um, it's also based on Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew. And so then there's two geeks who fall in love with each other based on their love for Shakespeare. Um, oh my gosh, it's hilarious. It is, um, it's one of those ones that I can sit there and watch as a single person and not feel terrible that I'm single. Okay, you know, that actually is pretty good. You make a damn good point. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to go with Hope just because of that cast. It's so good, and I love Heath Ledger as an actor. You know, I'll go with it. I, I, I'm i not going to lie. I love Fifty First Dates. It's like my family's like go-to rom-com. But Heath Ledger, I, I do have to say, it sounds like it's a really, really good I might watch it tonight. You definitely should watch it tonight because it is hilarious. It'll make you cry at one point. Um, but like how Cat reacts to boys around her, and then Patrick Heath Ledger's character trying to win her over, and it's like you get both the girly side with Cat's younger sister. And then Cat being like the tomboy who doesn't care about anything. Um, you get the sweet guy, Joseph Gordon Lovett's character, uh, actually getting the girl, but also like being completely clueless it is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. All right. 16 Candles or Love Actually? It's 16 Candles. What? It's 16 Candles. I'm sorry. It's John Hughes. You can't ever beat John Hughes. John Hughes is the master at team romance. That movie is literally, it's just, it's so perfect. It's it's so perfect. You got Molly Ringwald. You got Anthony Michael Hall. And I forget who plays the boyfriend in that movie. Hold on. I'm going to pull it up real quick. But the storyline of that, it's, it's so simple. Her parents forgot her 16th birthday. And so she just goes around the day. Just everybody has forgotten that it's her birthday, and she's just trying to make herself feel better throughout the entire day. It's such a damn good movie. Hold on, who's the guy that plays the boyfriend? Uh, uh, Mike, what's your uh, your background? Michael Scoffling. He's so good in this movie. He's just this like lovable boyfriend who wants to do anything he can for Molly Ringwald's character. It's so good. It's so good. I rest my case. It's John Hughes. I rest my case. I would say Love Actually has so many different ideas. The background is Love Actually. There are probably a good, like, four to five, I think, different storylines of different love. You get different things like a young love, like, probably about, like, 10, 11. You get one of this you know, older couple kind of falling out of love and then coming back to it. You get the prime minister falling in love with his secretary and they they both really ha- uh, like love each other and the American guy's an asshole. And, uh, 
there there's just so much about it there's alan rickman there's hugh grant there's uh liam neeson Bill... yeah liam neeson i mean there's so many great great things and kira knightley's in it and oh my gosh the all the different storylines just make you just happy and warm and it all comes together near the end where you're just like oh my gosh they're all connected somehow some way i love it it's just it's like the perfect this is the one that oh i hate the fact you you really like yours uh carter and i really like mine this is the one that's hard and it's so bad because i don't think i've seen either one of them seriously oh like i can't actually, even be the deciding wait, fact wait though love actually is more of a christmas movie than it is a valentine's day movie though so i think by that default i should get this point oh i mean you're right I mean, that is it kind is of fair movie. but also All right, fine fine no I, I'm trying to like still find the points for you here, okay? I think too because it's set is it set in England in London, right? Yeah, actually, yeah. can you really tell the difference between Christmas and Valentine's Day except for all of the decorations? They mentioned in London. Christmas, they mentioned Christmas multiple times in the movie. Yeah, Christmas is like very, very big it, on that one. It's like central to that movie. All right. I will say they Love actually has one plot line that's not even romantic. It's more of just like friendship and someone just sticking with someone, even like though they are kind of a like washout, you know, type of celebrity. Washed up celebrity, that's it. And I think that the fact that it does have a storyline that isn't romantic, just like a very, like, platonic friendship, and that's one of their love stories, I think that's fantastic. Now, see, I got you beat there, because in 16 Candles, Anthony Michael Hall is only friends with Molly Ringwald's character. Therefore, I wow, win. Wow, damn it. Yeah, but he there. basically plays the same character he does in Breakfast Club. Is that a bad thing? Yes! No, it's not. What are you talking about? No, it's not. It's like Tobey Maguire playing the same type of characters that he was cast as Spider-Man. Great Gatsby and Spider-Man. They're literally the same character. Yeah, I know, which is awful, in my opinion. Not to sidetrack, but I gotta say, the Great Gatsby adaptation, I don't like. Really? Yeah, I really don't think that it's a good adaptation of the book. I think it's a fine adaptation. I think it's a really good movie. I think that like... one is like a definitely glorifying the 20s and making it more sparkly and like fantastical than it actually was is my biggest problem with the Leonardo DiCaprio um, adaptation. But other than that, like I feel like it fits pretty well with the actual book. And it I... actually... But oh, I was gonna say, like when um when Jay no Nick calls uh his Daisy to like tell her that Jay is dead and then the family's there but they're leaving, like that man my entire class realized how much of a bitch Daisy actually is. So I'm just saying. 
Oh, yeah. I guess I just didn't like the fact that they decided to put in modern music That's, during certain yeah. parts. I remember hearing that, and I was like, why would you do that? That's, like, it's just gonna age really, really poorly, and people are gonna be like, why is this song in this? Yeah, and then that's fair. Everything about that, I was like, oh, that's like so tasteless and Hollywoodized. That's fair. Um, but, so ending our geek tangent and going back to us arguing about Sixteen Candles or Love Actually, um, I think specifically because one of the plot lines, one of the storylines of Love Actually, is a platonic friendship. And that's part of Valentine's Day is remembering those platonic friendships that you have. Um, especially when you're single, like you have the single dates that you go on with your friends or, you know, you just throw yourselves your own Valentine's Day parties. Like, I feel like that's part of Valentine's Day, especially in our world today. So I think the votes are going towards love, actually. Really? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> Hold on a second. I need to look something up. Okay. Okay. Ah, uh, never mind. Take the point. I was just making sure sixteen candles didn't actually take place on Valentine's Day. It takes place in February, but not on Valentine's Day. So our final bracket for the Sweet 16 on the left side here in the categories raving and movie. Um, Letters to Juliet and Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Man, this is like gonna be like a heartbreaker for everybody. I put Scott Pilgrim versus the world and I think it's like it was my throwaway one because I, I know that I know it, oh, no. <laughs> and I don't watch too many rom coms, so I was like, I'll put it in there. Man, it's got nothing. <laughs> really? I thought Scott Pilgrim was a pretty good rom com. It's about a guy going through his girlfriend's what is it? Seven boyfriends, seven evil boyfriends, right? Seven evil, uh, seven exes, because there seven is, exes. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, that's pretty rom I was going to say, it is a great rom-com, but at the same time, you have to admit, Scott Pilgrim is kind of a jerk in that entire thing, and... Isn't that just because the world around him is kind of a dick back? Yeah, I think that also the comic book... The He's comic adaptation actually shows him being a better person, though. And the movie is a movie, and it couldn't fit the entire series into it right right so i was well, like i like scott pilgrim better than letters to juliet honestly um well first off letters to juliet is set in uh mostly set in verona italy um where romeo and juliet happened and part of why i absolutely love this movie is I actually want to go to Verona and see if people leave letters to Juliet um, asking her for advice and then to like know if there is actually like this group of people who write letters back like as the writers for Juliet. Um, but also it has Amanda Seyfried, 
Um, and then, gosh, what is his name? Not you. Um, I swear. Oh, Christopher Egan. If I remember correctly, played Roran in Aragon. Um, so if you like Aragon, he's in there. Um, but I also really like it because it's it's about like, and he and Charlie, um, his character argues it in the movie too of like it's kind of about the choices you make um and the different paths that it takes you down so like claire charlie's grandmother decided not to go meet um the boy that she was in love with while she was studying in verona um and if she had gone to meet him charlie would have never existed and this whole trip would have never existed but because she chose to go back home and leave her love, um, you know, Charlie's parents met and born and Charlie is there. And so then you get um, Amanda Seyfried's character who is learning that, like, the relationship she has with her um, fiancé it's not actually that great of a relationship because very much one-sided. Like, you can tell he cares about her, but his care is more about, like, food and his restaurant that he's starting versus, like, actually wanting to be with her. And so, like, he doesn't even realize that she wrote this whole story um, and got it published. And... Um, what? Yeah, like, he doesn't understand. He's just like, no, I'm opening my restaurant. That's all that matters. And then when she goes, she's like, you didn't even buy me a ring. Like, I don't have a ring. He was like, well, I can get you a ring. She's like, that's not the point. Um, but So I really like Letters to Juliet for that reason, too, of, like, showing people that you can be in a relationship that you feel comfortable with, but it's not necessarily going to be the best relationship. And it doesn't have to be, like, the relationship is awful because it's abusive. No, it's just, like, you guys realize that you're not actually um, meant to be together or anything. So that's my that's my, my vote for Letters to Juliet. I don't know. That I like it. That is actually pretty good. So Letters mm -hmm. to Juliet, our final one. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Okay. On to our Geeks Picks categories for Sweet 16. So first we have Wedding Crashers, which if you are on YouTube, you will see that uh, Carter's background. This is his pick. And then P.S. I Love You is the other pick for this one. So, so Carter, what's your argument for Wedding Crashers? Uh, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. I rest my case. <laughs> um, I will say, P.S. I Love You is on more of, like, the sadder side. But also, it has Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and you get to see, not that, I don't know if you guys will care about this, but, uh, Naked Butt Jeffrey Dean Morgan, because Ooh. he just comes out of the shower doesn't realize that she's standing there 
you know, it walks into his room to get dressed. And then, yeah, that whole funness of them realizing that they could see each other. Um, But it's, it also has Gerard Butler, but only for like the first like five minutes of the movie. Um, because this is not really a spoiler, um, but essentially, um, his character and I think it's Jennifer Gardner. Hold on. Let me double check that. A lot of searching tonight. No, Hillary Swank. That's who it is. I had the wrong. They look similar. I, Jennifer Gardner and Hillary Swank kind of look similar to me. Um, Hillary Swank and Gerard Butler's characters, they meet, fall in love, but then he gets sick. Like his character gets sick and passes away. And so to help her move on and like live the rest of her life, he had all these letters written to her that he wrote while he was sick. Um, and so it takes her like on an adventure kind of like, like through like, Scotland um, and like basically helps her move on and move through grief. Um, but at the same time, she finds new love in Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character. Um, but I mean, if we're trying to stay happy for Valentine's Day, I will be persuaded towards Wedding Crashers. Um, I mean, it's just such a it's such a fun um lighthearted movie i mean and you also get great quotes like you sandbagging son of a bitch and i hope you flip on your i wait what does vince vaughn say to owen wilson when he leaves with his girlfriend um i hope you flip on your bike and knock your two front teeth you'll leave me in the trenches taking grenades john <laughs> like while he's getting in the little uh bolt picked out of his butt oh my god it's such a great and funny movie i'm sorry it's wedding crashers for me I'm good with that. Crashers. I gotta go with that. Okay. I think this is like one of oh no, because we did have 10 things I hate about you, but Wedding Crashers might be our first official rom-com to actually win a category. Like full full. Yeah. All right. Next up we have West Side Story and my big fat Greek wedding. And I'm not specifying which West Side Story. Um, whether you want the musical, the Broadway musical version, the new release Broadway musical version, which has more Spanish lyrics um, with the Puerto Rican songs, um, the original movie with Rita Moreno as um, Anita, um, which is closer and based on the musical more than the newest one with um, Rita Moreno, but not as Anita in this one. Um, Ansel Elgort as Tony in the new one. So I'm not specifying which West Side Story variation. I'm just saying West Side Story in general mm-hmm. because I absolutely love the music. I love the Latin um, influences because you have the Puerto Ricans, um, the Jet, the Sharks, and then you've also got the New York style music you know more american um with the jets um yeah oh gosh it's listen it it makes um romeo and juliet not super cheesy and just like oh it's it's so good it is so good like it makes me cry every time i was in the pit 
sport when my high school did it and I had to close my ears at the end otherwise I would start crying and I wouldn't be able to play oh so good I I love West Side Story West Side Story is fantastic my girlfriend loves it I love it but might I ask is there comedy in it is there is there well have is, is it a comedy there's goofy dancing in it (laughs) have you heard the song g officer krupke no 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 no. that's one song out of how many like they're like this is more of a drama of anything but like also at the dance (laughs) when the dance sequence at the gym um in the newer movie it's just goofy dancing. Have you seen like any of the performances? Like seeing those guys dance around and yet they're supposed to be fighting. It's really funny, actually. So I guess it's a rom-com accidentally. Damn. I I think that my big fat Greek wedding has such a great thing of like showing heritage and just embracing your your family and all that stuff and also your partner embracing what could be such a zany wild bit of culture and growing to love it and accepting it the best part about my big fat greek wedding is really the fact that he's not the 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 groom who has to embrace all this stuff he is not upset about any of it. It's really um, the the uh, bride who was like, oh, God, my family, they're going to ruin it, all this stuff. The dude's like, oh, man, this is great. This is fun. And it kind of reminds me of, you know, my my family and, you know, all the, the Mexican stuff on my dad's side and then my mom being white and um just like the very differing sets of culture and it's hilarious because some of that culture can be a little bit wild the family can be absolutely crazy in a certain way but you love them for it you will love them and you're happy that they're now your family too Mm -hmm. okay so reading the IMDb plot summary, my big fat Greek wedding is a more comical version of West Side Story and Romeo and Juliet because her dad wants her to date a nice Greek boy and then she goes and dates a non-Greek and then he's all upset. So you don't quite have the feuding families, but like the same Romeo and Juliet line is still there. Yeah, that's true. And the and the dad grows to be like, oh man, he's just like one of us. He's so great. You love every second of it. It's just like one of my favorite things that um the the Greek dad likes to do is say that everything originates from Greece and like everything is Greek. And one girl, like a, a girl while they were like driving off to school. She was like, well, what about kimono? And he somehow got it to somehow originate from Greece and Greek, uh, like, 
Coulter was like, Kimono, you know, it's Greek. <laughs> and I just, I always love that. I love how stubborn he is. It just reminds me of such a, like, loving dad that just is a little too proud of his heritage to a point, down down to a fault. Right. I, I Well, Carter, I think you're going to have to be the deciding one on this. I'm going with West Side Story. I just enjoy the West Side Story. As right. a, as a I can't even be upset about that. I mean, to be fair, I think when my big fat Greek wedding was came out in where is it? 2002. So I do give it its credit for being like still a really good Valentine's Day movie that like is still around 20 years later and that people still love to watch so i will give my big fat greek wedding its props and a shout out for that thank you <laughs> all right so next we've got dan in real life and the proposal which i just want to say the proposal betty white ryan reynolds and sandra bullock and a tiny little puppy who gets taken by an eagle and then she has to run around. Or no, it's the eagle takes her phone and then she's running around with the puppy um, trying to get the eagle to take the puppy instead of her phone because, you know, she doesn't know what to do without her phone. Um, but it also has dial-up internet. Sandra Bullock is the one who's Canadian, not Ryan Reynolds. Um, oh, even though in real life it's flipped. Um, and then just Betty White and the whole, the song when Sandra Bullock starts going with the, like, with the dance around the fire, uh, from the window to the wall, <laughs> with her Betty White. Oh, it was so beautiful. Rest in peace, Betty White. I miss you so much. Um, Dan in real life. In real life, I'm gonna have to check that one out. Yeah, you know, you um hope you make a really good point with the proposal. And I'm not even mad if Dan in real life loses this round. I'm just putting Dan in real life up here because it's such an obscure romantic comedy by Disney. It's on Disney Plus for free, and it's about a guy by played by Steve Carell, and he has three daughters, and he writes a column for the newspaper about his life basically, and he loses his wife earlier in his life and he goes up to his family cottage and he meets a woman um while he's just strolling out around that area and he comes home and finds out that that, that his brother is dating that woman and the you know moving suit from there it's just a really really good movie and uh it means a lot to my family so even if it loses this round i just want everybody to know to go watch that movie because i'm pretty sure i've also recommended more than once on this podcast so yeah so just really quickly i just want to clarify i thought that hope was talking about dan in real life that whole time not the proposal so hope i will i want to watch the proposal i also want to watch dan in real life but i was like oh man dan in real life i'm gonna have to watch that and then you started talking about dan in real life and i was like oh i got that mixed up oh my gosh (laughs) Mm. so I think that the proposal sounds really good. Yeah, I, I'll agree with the proposal. That was a 
great argument from both sides. All right. So our final matchup in the Sweet 16 is the Princess Bride and the Big Sick. If Isaac was here, he would say the Princess Bride. I'm just saying. I, unfortunately, I I do have to go with the Princess Bride. I love the Big Sick. I absolutely adore the Big Sick. But come on, the Princess Bride is all bits funny and romantic and lovely and charming. It's one of those like perfect movies. It's hard to to hate the Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, that, I picked the Princess Bride for this. Yeah, round. you already know where my boat's going. I mean, to the Big Sick and P.S. I Love You are both like, if you want that movie that's gonna make you cry and be in your feels on valentine's day those are the two movies to watch i think out of our entire list i mean west side story is going to make you cry no matter what but it's not going to put you in your feels as much as the other two Mm -hmm. all right we're down to our elite eight so we'll start from the bottom up and go backwards so the proposal against the princess bride Princess Bride wins. Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll I'll concede to that because Carrie Ills is oh he's so so perfect. Wedding Crashers against West Side Story. Oh, I'm gonna say man. I'm gonna say Wedding Crashers because it's more of a rom com than West Side Story is, and they both have dramatic elements in in their story, so. I'm going with Wedding Crashers on this one. I, 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 I can concede West Side Story to Wedding Crashers because as we said about Love Actually, you know, Wedding Crashers is also the friendship aspect of Valentine's Day um, and relationships. So I can, I can concede to that. I love West Side Story, but if I'm going for a rom-com, I, I think that I would be going for Wedding Crashers. All right. Mm-hmm. Love Actually against Letters to Juliet. My I'm going to have to go Love Actually. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll have to go Love Actually, too. Yeah. I'm so sorry, Hope. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> so mad. It's fine. I can watch. <laughs> I can watch it later. It's fine. I was going to say, you can watch it. It, it, (laughs) No matter what, everybody who listens to this now knows that Letters to Juliet exists, and it's a great movie. So go watch that no matter what, but if you have to watch a single movie, that's what the champion is for. Yes, that is exactly right. All right, 10 Things I Hate About You or Crazy Stupid Love. I'm going to pretend things. Um, I'm going to go with Crazy Stupid Love on this. I'm sorry. Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell are just perfect in that movie. And it beats out Heath Ledger and Joseph Gordon-Levitt for me. I think I have to go with 10 Things I Hate About You from what yes, I've really? both, both of those I have not watched. That's the problem. But Heath Ledger and like the whole idea, you, you were fought really hard on 10 Things I Hate About You. And because of that... I got to hear a lot of the good points 
and I like how it look, you know, how it sounds. It is phenomenal. Um, because I should also add that Patrick Heath Ledger's character originally is getting paid to go out with Cat so that uh Joey can go out with Bianca because their dad has this rule that Bianca, the younger sister, can't do anything unless Cat does it. So she, so Bianca can't go on dates unless Cat goes on dates because he's the uh gynecologist so he delivers babies and he's like no, my daughters are not being teen moms like all the girls that come into my clinic and yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh, man. We're, we're down to our final four. These will determine our championship round and then our champion. Oh, my gosh. So, Love Actually or 10 Things I Hate About You? 10 Things I Hate About You. <sighs> mm-hmm. I know, I'm still going to keep going with Love Actually, but <sighs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then here's the one that we're probably going to fight the most on for a final four. Wedding Crashers or The Princess Bride? Oh. <laughs> this one sucks. This, this, this decision sucks. is hard. <laughs> I personally I mean, I say get... the Princess Bride because, you know, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. It's like they wanted the most iconic movie lines, and also I... you have Andre the Giant. Like, come on. I would just like to say, when it comes to the Princess Bride, at this point, it's hard to find someone who hasn't already watched the Princess Bride. They probably know the story pretty well to a certain extent. I feel like, Carter, what generation are you? What generation do you claim? Uh, I'm born in 2001, so isn't that Generation Z? Yeah, Yeah, okay. I feel like, and this might be more, the younger Gen Z don't know The Princess Bride except for the memes. And mostly, point. Yeah. my but name I mean, is Nico Montoya. It's yeah. the same with Wedding Crashers. It's the same with any movie. You ask Gen Z about a movie, and they're like, oh, yeah, I saw the meme about that. That doesn't really prove Fair. anything. I mean, but I think, I, like, they are more likely to think of just that specific line for The Princess Bride. That's true. That is true. Than, like, having actually seen it, whereas I feel like Wedding Crashers they're more likely to have seen it um because you know it's got it's comedic and you know Mm -hmm. in our world today we need more comedy but you know i guess yeah that damn that's a good point (laughs) i hate the fact about it but the princess bride just keeps prevailing and i i can't believe that I will say, my brother is going to be really mad at me, but I'm casting my vote for, for Princess Bride because it is just a way better love story than Wedding Crashers. Because Wedding Crashers is literally about two guys trying to hook up with a couple of people, and one of the Crashers accidentally falls in love. Well, the Princess Bride is actually a really good love story about two people who just love each other. This is true. Mm-hmm. All right. 
our championship round. Ten things I hate about you and the Princess Bride. It's Princess Bride. I, the only thing I would say about Princess Bride what is does it if you're single does it make you ache that you're single i say yes because it reinforces the whole like i mean he's not really knight in shining armor but it reinforces that like he's gonna come and save you and make sure you don't have to go with the the stupid guy the bad one. Yeah. Um, and like for the people that don't have that or feel like they don't have that, like that, it just kind of reinforces the narrative. Yeah, that ugh feeling. Yeah. Which, and like, at least 10 things I hate about you, like, you get the heartbreak and you can, you understand both sides, but you're also laughing and like rooting for them more than like hating that you are single which mm-hmm. i love the princess bride i think you're right her it has a fantastic relationship but i feel like if anybody who's single were to watch it during valentine's day they would just go damn i don't got that uh i actually heavily disagree because i'm one of those single people who do watch this movie on Valentine's Day and yeah I am single Uh, I don't think that's really the point of the movie the point of the movie is just to have like a good fantasy story with a love story and I don't think if you're going into that movie with that mindset you shouldn't be watching any rom-coms you should be watching a comedy or a fantasy movie just stay away from rom-com in general if you're feeling that way or if you're feeling that way go out and fix that mood because Princess Bride, if you're watching Princess Bride and feeling like that, you should not be watching Princess Bride at all. Princess Bride is this purely magical and simple movie that anybody could watch at any point at their life. And I really don't think that a whole lot of people watch Princess Bride with that mindset. Because it's not only about a love story, it's also an action and adventure story. There are sword fights, There, there's magic, and then there's a friendship bonding with, you know, with Andre the Giant and... Oh, I forget the tiny guy's name. The bald guy is... Oh, it's going to bug me. Hold on. The manager from The Incredibles. Yes, that guy. What's his Um, name? What's his name? He's so funny in that movie. But I will say that also does bring into another point that there's so much other stuff that's happening around this love story that it might drive away the point that it's a love story and this is Valentine's Day. Um, To also counter your point, Carter, of if people are going into it um, thinking a certain way, um, the female society has grown up with Disney princesses. Um, It wasn't until recently that, I mean, okay, I had Mulan growing up, and then Lilo and Stitch. But other than that, it has been your prince is going to come save you and pull you out of this awful thing, situation, whatever. Um, and like, yeah, okay, now we have um, Brave and Frozen and uh, Moana 
but it's still kind of like reinforced for the gender stereotypes of a girl needs her prince in shining armor um which like is is a good wholesome like yes it would be great to have the prince in shining armor you know that guy who is your guy who's gonna like you know support you and everything but at the same time when females are single on valentine's day i feel like there is a different stigma and thought process that goes into it Mm. and so like at least for the female side it's like i want to be able to watch a love story that makes that like i love princess bride don't get me wrong i love princess bride but it's it is probably not going to be one that I watch on Valentine's Day. Like, um, just because for me, I'm just like, we still single, don't have the guy <laughs> that's going to stop me from plunging a dagger into my chest minutes, <laughs> moments before I do it. Um, <laughs> but, that's a great, that's a great thought, thought process. <laughs> I mean, like yeah, it's just yeah. Whereas like ten things I hate about you, he's you know like you have a paintball fight, where it's literally like, you know he they don't care. It's just a paintball fight to have fun, and like that's when you start to realize you actually enjoy each other's company, even if it's just like as friends. But because at that point they weren't technically dating yet; they were still friends. Um. But Having, you know, it's weird. I haven't watched the movie, but I, I really do think that ten things I hate about you, which I will watch tonight. I know that at this point, <laughs> um, it sounds like the type of movie that's perfect for Valentine's Day for anybody. You know, regardless of gender, regardless of age, anything. Well, to a certain point, um. I, I, mean, I think that yeah. Because you got is... I I think too, like if we're going with like comedies, I feel like Ten Things I Hate About You is a little bit more comedic. Or at least has the consistent comedic aspects. Whereas like Princess Bride, it kind of pops in and out. Like it just, oh, here's the comedic relief. Okay, now go back to the storyline or go to this storyline. Oh, here's the uh, comedic relief. <laughs> just strategically placed and Um, really well but yeah either way we're gonna have a great champion i will just say that either way and even then who isn't the champion is still very 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 good yes like this is very close i think that we should just have a vote right now and see who it is all right, Princess Bride. Aye. One. And then oh. ten things I hate about you. Oh, I, I guess. I. All right. So our final. I, I guess that's an no. unfair ruling. I guess. <laughs> I know. I, I didn't know what that the. That doesn't mean anything. I demand a recount. <laughs> I think he was saying I... like 
oh, I guess I have to say, I should say I instead of like, I guess. Yeah, Prince. I ain't confident like I did. You guys all made great points. But I still stand by my answer in Princess Bride. Mike, what the hell was that? <laughs> I'm trying here, man. I'm just the guest. <laughs> no, that's fine. 10 things I hate about you is worthy of that championship. I mean, like I said, I've if this was like an actual basketball bracket, I feel like who would win the game would literally come down to a buzzer beater basket of like, you know, it's been neck and neck, you know, one will go up and then the other will come and then go up and then, you know, in points and everything. And it would literally come down to who had the ball last and got a, a basket before time ran out. It's perfect. Which, it's yeah. So there we have it. We have our 10 things I hate about you is our champion for this year's 2023 Valentine's Day movie bracket. Um all of the movies in our from our sweet 16 to elite eight to final four deserve some credit for everybody's Valentine's Days. Um, because everybody celebrates differently, everybody feels differently about um Valentine's Day. I mean, you guys heard it from us. Even we don't all have the same idea of what Valentine's Day should be. Um, so I guess before we leave, all we have left to do is our uh movie or our geeky recommendations, which mm-hmm. as always can be movies tv shows books music something in our community anything that we want to help spread smiles and good times and fun so what's our recommendations for this week um well my rec i only really have two for all the millennials out there who haven't seen princess bride please go watch it gen z Gen, Gen Z has Z. not seen it. Millennials have definitely seen it. That's fair. Gen Z then. Um, but my other recommendation is Last of Us because it's getting really, really good. And we're halfway through the season right now. So catch up if you haven't. Oh. Um, my only recommendation that I have, and this one's just like, well, actually two. Uh, Love Actually, highly recommend it. It is really good. And there's also a showing, I'm pretty sure, uh, over at the uh, film festival that's happening with um, CMU. So go check out that poster because I'm going to be seeing it with my girlfriend and I'm excited. Um, And the second one is Metroid Prime Remastered. It got shadow dropped during the Nintendo Direct and it's my top five favorite game, possibly number one. And it's really, really good. It's on the Switch, 40 bucks right now, right here, digitally only at the moment until physically uh, in uh, like nine days. Highly recommend it through and through. Mm-hmm. All I got to say. <laughs> nice. Um. Yeah. My recommendations, definitely the movies we had on our bracket. Um. I did not, when I wrote down my recommendation, I did not think this would be the champion. Um, 10 Things I Hate About You, the movie. Um, but also the TV show, if you have access to Prime Video and then BritBox. Um, Why Didn't They Ask Evans, which is an Agatha Christie 
um, novel turned into a miniseries. It's got Will Poulter, uh, Hugh Laurie, Helen Mirren. Um, it is also a mini love story as well between the two main characters. I absolutely loved it. Um, so yeah, um, if you guys want to make your argument for a movie that didn't make it past any level or whatever, uh, you guys can reach out to us uh, at Twitter or Facebook at Raving Geeks, and then you can also check us out on TikTok at Raving Geeks as well. Um, we wish you guys all a happy Valentine's Day or Valentine's Day. Uh, we hope that you guys have a great week and stay geeky, everyone. All right, see you yeah. guys later. All right, see ya.